1: if you are international
0: and want to add that to your calendar so you don't have to do all the time conversions, head on over to lovereality.org slash circles and add the internet church circle to your calendar.
2: Welcome back to The Move, where we are vibing with the book, 10 minutes at a time.
0: In the next 10 minutes, we're looking at Hebrews chapter 3, verses 1 through 11.
2: Did you take a look at it? I did take a look at it. What did you think? Once
0: or twice. Uh, it just made me think of like those animals on the safari or like the Discovery Channel. Mm-hmm. You see, like the the, the 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 cats, the big cats, like the cougar or the lion or whatever, stalking mm-hmm. their prey and they lunge at the jugular. I feel like that's kind of what the author of Hebrews is doing oh. right now.
2: <laughs> okay, I see what you're. Saying. He's
0: just like going for like. I mean, he's been tearing down a lot of the deeply held assumptions and beliefs of the Hebrew community about who Jesus is and what God does and who this son of God son of man figure is and now he's like hey and Moses by the way and it was probably like oh great now where is he going because he's just completely like Jesus flipping tables yeah it's like that just multiple tables over and over and over and over again
2: so we were just sitting here and I was showing you a book yeah and I said, oh, I need to go over this book again. Mm-hmm. And you said this author. You were like, this guy's like the original clickbaiter click author, <laughs> yeah. right? Because the title of his book, right, is, mm-hmm. and maybe you can grab yeah, it. Yeah, out, yeah, right? it right the right title here. of his book is Angry Saints, right? Which is,
0: which, which on the surface of it all, already a great idea. Great like, title. Angry Saints. We've probably all either been one of those. Yeah. Or seen one of those. Yeah. And if you can't admit to having seen any of those, then you very likely are that person.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but now with the uh, subtitle, right? Subtitle, <laughs>
0: Angry Saints being the frightening possibility of being Adventist without being Christian.
2: Yeah. And this is George Knight, right? It's an
0: older book, right? Yeah, it's You older. can tell by the graphics. Sure,
2: yeah but it's super dope that was a great book i read that some time ago and I never heard of this one i had to revisit it again it was so good i loved it
0: uh another book of his and to the point of clickbait uh-huh. was uh, i used to be perfect
2: yeah he's uh super good yeah i used to be perfect i know. used to also be perfect yeah, yeah did yeah. you feel that way no <laughs> no never <laughs> i knew i wasn't <laughs> that was the thing like that that's why hebrews ten fourteen, and we'll get there was so astounding to me when i actually read it uh. at least for me i I never had the conception that i was perfect well not that you're perfect but just self-righteousness oh i was definitely self-righteous in my intellect Cause, right because that's the idea behind yeah. that book is yeah. the idea
0: that he used to have this very high estimation of yeah. himself for for quite some time
2: yeah i had a high estimation of myself but i knew that my high, my high estimation of myself was something <laughs> I was keenly aware that it was. You knew just, that you were yeah, self-deceived. I was, yeah, I was dressing up, right? Okay. I knew. I knew. See, I was very clear about my self-deception, which is in fact a self-deception. But anyway, it's turtles. It's turtles I'm, all the way down.
0: I'm so self-aware. <laughs> all right, I'm
2: so self-aware that I'm so self-deceived. <laughs> so Paul here is doing this click not clickbaity thing, but mm-hmm. it's definitely you see this title. It's very subversive, right? All the frightening possibility yeah. of being an Adventist while not being a Christian. And there are many people that are watching this. Probably, I don't know. Maybe our audience is partly Adventist, not Adventist. And they're like, well, yeah, you guys aren't Christian. Yeah.
0: <laughs> they're like, we've been saying this the whole <laughs> time. saying this
2: the whole time. Like,
1: mm,
2: yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I hear you. We can go for it sometime, right? But that's another discussion, right? <laughs> I don't know whether well, or not. We'll, actually, I want to <laughs> explore
0: some of those themes in like two more episodes. Yeah. So spoiler alert, when we get to Hebrews 4, I do want to have a very frank conversation around what he's talking about in the passage, but also... One of the uh, cornerstones uh, of our community. oh yeah so
2: yeah 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 uh, Sabbath yeah. right so and, we'll and, get there we'll get yeah. well at least we'll
0: get part of the way there in a yeah. couple episodes
2: yeah and and just one more thing to say about this I know that you being a YouTube creator have a lot of uh, you exist in a network of other Christian YouTube creators yeah. who may or may not have uh, positive things to say about your Adventism yeah. right and it would be a very fun time to revisit some of those positive or negative or very neutral statements yeah. about Adventism um, together. Okay, and at some some point, like maybe maybe we'll do some ad hoc yeah. episodes on that, and maybe invite others to hop in. Oh yeah, sure. Let's let's uh let's let's see what scripture says about I feel like this is the old things. Jonathan coming out, just a little bit. You're itching for a fight. Or not not itching for a fight, but I, I'm, you know when things get said that aren't. Quite as they are, right? All right. And, and speaking, where there's an assumption sure. of what a people are, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That just is not true. Not may, that's not accurate. That's not accurate, right? Say that. And so it needs to be subverted, sure. or it needs to be maybe re reconsidered reassessed and this is what the author is doing here okay we're bringing right on the way back that there's an expectation of what the nation of israel is and what their hope is that the author is presenting a sort of contrast Mm -hmm. story right yeah yeah. a counter melody as it were but that as actually in harmony with the main tune (laughs) and and he's saying like actually this is the point of the song that you guys have been singing, yeah. this counter melody that I'm presenting, is actually the whole melody itself.
0: The author of you was very likely learned this from Jesus. Like you have heard, but I tell you now, mm-hmm. like subverting expectations. Mm-hmm. Yes, this is the thing that we've held true in our community mm-hmm. for, for eons. Mm-hmm. And like, yes, but mm-hmm. there's more. Mm-hmm. And so this is what seems to be presented: is that yes, Moses is 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 great. Mm-hmm. But Jesus, if we were to use maybe the vernacular of the island, is Mobeda.
2: Is uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. yes. Right. <laughs> maybe he's Mobeda. Yeah, yeah, he is. So <laughs> Hebrews chapter three. So, you know, therefore, holy brothers. Isn't that quite the adjective?
0: Yeah, one, that they're brethren. <laughs> But that they're holy, holy, because that's one of those uh, cringe words, right? You, I, yeah, I, 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 I have the privilege of stewarding online platforms, and one of those things that I throw in sprinkling mm-hmm. here and there every once in a while is the reality that in Christ and by faith we are mm-hmm. not just counted as like in, in this kind of self-deception. Mm-hmm. God is pretending mm-hmm. to okay, Jonathan's really a pile of dung, but uh, you know, cover it up, a, throw like, some snow yeah, on him, and yeah. it'll be all right. No, no, no. But that actually, in substance, Jonathan and anyone else mm-hmm. who happens to be you know, entering into this equation via faith mm-hmm.
2: is in fact, holy. holy. Yeah. yeah. Because the fact is rooted in the person of Jesus, not me. Yeah. Right. And then like, well, yeah, I see. So it's not you actually, it is because my life is hidden in Christ with God. Like yeah. my life, the source of my life, is actually God through Christ Jesus. Incidentally, that's literally yeah. what Hebrews said the previous <laughs> chapter.
0: Any, anything that is truly Jonathan or anything that is truly Justin or anything that is truly you, listener, fill in the blank. Anything yeah. that is truly you, your most authentic self, yeah. is in fact hid in, in Christ. That's right. right? So the you you, the truest yeah. true version of you is that you're in Christ, yeah. which seems to suggest uh-huh. not suggest but seems to declare uh-huh. and we can accept or reject it uh-huh. but that is holy
2: uh-huh absolutely and so he holy brothers and then again the next you who share in a heavenly calling ooh like you actually have a share in this thing hmm. it's like consider Jesus now put your consideration on Jesus so you've considered the law you've mm-hmm. considered the angels who gave the law you've considered Moses mm-hmm. in receiving the law through angels mediated. Right through angels on the mountain. Like, consider this Jesus who we began this opus with, who is the firstborn. Just consider him the apostle, right? The sent one. That's mm-hmm. what an apostle is the sent one and the high priest, the one who was sent and the highest intermediary of our confession, who was faithful to him who appointed him. So God has been, Jesus was appointed by this God that we believe in, mm-hmm. right? just as Moses was faithful. So, okay, here you have have Moses and you have Jesus. like, okay, so you want me to consider Jesus as appointed by God in the way that Moses was appointed by God? But remember, Moses had the law, and it was by angels on the mountain. That's still our story. The author of Hebrews, the pastor of Hebrews, Paul, (laughs) is like, you know, he's like, just consider Jesus, consider Jesus, just as Moses was faithful in all God's house. Okay, 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 okay. Mm -hmm. For Jesus has been counted worthy of more glory yeah. than Moses. Ha, yeah. So,
0: so what? I, what I love about what the pastor here is doing is not that he's tearing down one thing as much as he is saying yes, it's good. Uh-huh. It's just more better. Yeah. yeah. And because what, what happens a lot of times, and I hear this in the way that people ask questions when mm. we present the gospel. Mm. And they're saying, well, so what, so are you saying? Uh-huh. And there's a whole bunch of, so are you sayings yeah. that are just kind of like, no. Because mm-hmm. if I was saying that, then I would have said that. Exactly. But that's not what I said. Yeah, I said yeah. this other thing. Yeah. And so well, I think are one you, of the fear
2: Are you saying, no, no, you're inferring. No, no, no.
0: Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all that I'm saying is what I'm reading, uh-huh, right? Uh-huh. So it's, it's this idea that the, the fear is, the implication is, and maybe uh-huh. this is where the angry saints come from, uh-huh. is this idea that when we present the gospel, it's like, but what about all the things that we really like mm-hmm. and all the things that are very valuable to our culture and the very things that are very important mm-hmm. kind of just as a community? It's like, yeah, those are all still good. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, keep doing them. Like, spoiler alert, when we get to Hebrews 4, I, I want to imagine, because I know you, that Sabbath is still a gift. Mm-hmm. It's still made for you in the sense that it's, it's meant to serve you and mm-hmm. bless you. And what kind of idiot would just say, no, I don't want a day off every single week, I don't want to just enjoy rest and rejuvenation and all the things that the Sabbath offers us Mm -hmm. still good. Mm -hmm. Would you think Jesus Mm -hmm. is more better? Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just to that last phrase, I would say, uh, self-deception, right? That's, that's the sort of person Uh. that would say, uh, Oh, I don't really need a Sabbath. It's self-deception. Yeah. No, no, certainly you don't need a Sabbath because you know, you can get your rest in pursuing your own ends seven days a week, because, you know, we idolize hustle culture. Right? Yeah. Oh, no, but I'm resting in Jesus. That's awesome. You can rest in Jesus and still be self-deceived in ways. Right? Mm. But we'll get to that. We'll, right? get, that, we'll, we'll get, get to get that. that right. So we keep uh, Hebrews 4, right? As much more glory as the builder of a house has more honor than the house itself. What? So the builder well, that, of a house has well, more. When I read that, it uh-huh. feels self-evident, but he's
0: making a point here. hmm and I guess, why is he feeling the need to make this point? Because it just feels self-evident that the person who creates the thing is more valuable than
2: the thing itself. As much, uh, so yeah, for Jesus has been counted worthy of more than, as much more glory as the builder of a house has more honor than the house itself.
0: I guess that's the whole self-evident part, that he's pointing to Jesus as the creator.
2: Yeah, uh, he's, he's uh, the builder of the house.
0: So if you really like this house, if you mm-hmm. really like Moses, then shouldn't the person who created him, have much more honor mm-hmm.
2: now this is um you know there is a textual callback here that we miss but i think it's in first samuel is it first samuel first samuel second samuel particularly first samuel a house for my name mm. that's gonna be built up um i think peter Lighthart, the um theologian has a great book on this imagery of house i can't remember the title right now i'm just calling back um House for my name, maybe son, something man. I can't remember the title right now. So, someone, someone Google it and put yeah, it in. the Yeah, comments. Peter Lightheart, great, great theologian. Um, that guy has written more books than I've read, uh, like, just incredible, incredible guy. Anyway, so he just draws out exegetically this theme of house. Mm. Um, shows, shows up to, a lot, yeah, that how it shows up a lot, and how a house is being built up through uh the sonship motif hmm. within. Uh, kingly parameters or the priestly parameters too right so as the united kingdom emerges David into um, you know from Saul to David to Solomon that you have this idea of the house being built up now, the houses the people of God the nation of God the whole system that they are supposed to be the theocracy right that's being built up and it's being built up um, to be inherited by a son mm-hmm. right But in this imagery that the son is also the one who is the builder. But the contrast here is that Moses is not the son. Hmm. Moses is not the builder. Yeah, Moses is one who was faithful in executing the task of caring for the house, Hmm. not the one who built the house. He Hmm. was given plans on a mountain. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So he is not, he's not the, he's, he's not the guy. Hmm. Right. So Moses was faithful in all God's house as a servant to testify hmm. to the things that were to be spoken later. But Christ is faithful over God's house as a son.
0: Yeah, because the Hebrews very likely wouldn't have thought of Moses as a servant, maybe leader, uh, visionary, yeah. perhaps, uh-huh. you know, great mind. But uh-huh. maybe the idea of servant is maybe outside of the standard Mm -hmm. definition or standard description Mm -hmm. of someone like Moses.
2: And so you have this contrast that Moses is not our maker. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Yahweh Mm -hmm. is not even Abraham is our maker, even though he is father Abraham. Mm. Yahweh is our maker. Right. And the son is in league with the father Mm -hmm. and not father Abraham, but Yahweh. Right. Mm. So that the father and the son are one, and they are the ones who have established us, built us and, we are the house so now you have themes of sanctuary that are beginning to press through right yeah. so you have all these motifs coming together right as a powerful powerful mosaic or tapestry nice. that actually has this potent conclusion and that is at least right here right we are his house mm-hmm. that we are the house that has been built up and we have been built up by the sun who is better than Moses? Moses had a good thing, but now I beseech you, brethren, to consider Jesus, who is the true builder of the house. And how is the how is he the true builder of the house? He is the one who gave us life, conquered death, and gave us life again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So in, in this way. And so that to actually come into what he has been building, that truth, to actually come into the rest that is provided by his building of a house, right, that then we actually come in, verse 7, therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, today if you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts, as in the rebellion, on the day of testing in the wilderness, where your fathers put me to test and saw my works for 40 years. Therefore, I was provoked with that generation and said, they always go astray in their hearts. They have not known my ways, and I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. So this is where we have this theme of Jesus is... This reality, this person—that if we hold fast to our confession in Him, via the revelation that He has brought, we are His house, and we enter that house and we find rest. Mm. Right? Mm. He's better than Moses.
0: Would this motif of us being sanctuaries, of us being dwelling places of God, would that have been? Because, because in hindsight, we see all the textual references to it. You know, we we've sung the song, "Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary." Uh-huh. You know, like, and so for us, it's not like. Mind-blowing. I'm wondering if the, the 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 original audience, the Hebrews, would have found that to be a, a paradigm shift, because there's this exaltation of the actual tabernacle, of the actual temple, in whichever state or which, which in whichever timeline that they were at. You know, it could be the the mobile sanctuary in, in the in the earlier parts of the of the text, or the one that David builds, or whatever the case is. Would they have found the idea that the sanctuary is localized in a person, that we are? his house? Would they be yeah. that surprising?
2: Um, I don't know, because I'm not, my mind isn't I well attuned to think that way. I'm not so immersed as to be able to say the thought of a person from then would have been this. What I can say is that there's evidence in Scripture that one, there is an expectation that the Holy Spirit dwells in humanity, mm-hmm. right? Now, in the Old Testament, it's in specific humans, right? You see it beginning with Joseph when The Egyptians recognize, they're like, oh, the spirit of God is in this man, right? You see it in the prophets. You see it, of course, in Daniel. You see it in, I get this guy's name all the time. You see it in Samson, oddly enough. You see it in Samson. Belezio, the the builder of the sanctuary, right? Yeah. (laughs) But you're just name, I have to go back to it. Where the spirit of God is in him. so that the expectation that the spirit of God would rest on mankind.
0: Okay, so there's enough precedent that this Joel, isn't crazy. Two, yeah, okay, right. there you go, there you go. So they're look they should be at least if they're paying attention. They should be looking mm-hmm. towards some fulfillment in which the spirit of God does dwell inside us.
2: Now the connection that then we become the sanctuary and replace the like geographic sanctuary on Earth. That would well, be radical. That's super radical. I mean, that got. People killed. Yeah. You know I mean, right? Jesus. Yes. <laughs> Stephen, right, right? It was like, whoa. So that the seed is there, the ideas are all there and present to actually make this powerful connection mm-hmm. via the indwelling mm-hmm. of the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit as testified through signs and wonders. Um, that one, seemingly, given the evidence that we have, was a little harder for people to swallow, particularly the Hebrews, hence why a pastoral letter of this sort was necessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But just this idea that, yeah, Jesus is more better, Jesus is more better, and and how he is subverting the expectations of the story of Israel, but at the same time bringing him into harmony. And I think yeah. this is where we'll get to in the next, uh, maybe I think it's the next episode or in a couple of episodes where it is not a, re- we. this is not a replacement theology, hmm. right? This isn't actually. It's a yes and theology. Uh, I would just say it's a yes theology. Okay. Right?
0: Because it was the always the original yeah. intent. It's not that mm. it used to be this way and add more to yeah, it. It's like, yeah, no, it's always yeah. been this thing. Yeah, it's Je- always
2: been Jesus. Yeah. Jesus is not a deviation mm. of the story of Israel. It like, wasn't the I, plan B. Yeah. No, no. Jesus is the goal of Israel. Yeah. It's always been the goal. <laughs> it's not been like, oh, let's work. Let's try the law for a
0: little bit. Yeah,
2: yeah. Christians have not replaced. Uh, Israel right Mm. they're grafted in Hebrews Ah. 9 through 11 imagine that Uh, so yeah I'm not one that goes with replacement theology Mm. right so the story of Israel the story of the Jewish people finds its culmination in Jesus and this is what the author is saying so precisely because it's not a replacement theology and precisely because it's not doing away with Israel as much as it is finding its full fulfillment something like the Sabbath isn't done away
0: with. Uh oh. <laughs> you guys can leave uh, your your comments below for Jonathan. Come from or just show up in two more episodes That's of the sure. move. We'll talk about it. Yeah.